You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Locked On Texans fans. This is John, some sports guy Hickman. As always, across from me, Cody Davis. How you doing today, my brother? I'm doing good, guys. We're sorry we were not able to get a show out yesterday. Just had a lot going on in life, Mm -hmm. uh, Cody and I. Uh, However, thank you for tuning back in to Locked On Texans on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Megaphone, Apple Podcasts, along with Google Podcasts. Check out YouCanArgetThatSports.com. You can't just tell them, you know, we had a lot going on. Can you give them the good news of why you wasn't, we wasn't able to record and I would do the same? What happened? Well, I'm going to start with you, Mr. Part of the Texan Wire. Oh, Mr. New Texan, the newest member of the Texan Wire, which means I'm no longer a rookie. Shout out to our boy, Mark Lang. Um, who not only hired me during the offseason, but also hired John, some sports guy, Hickman. And Thanks, what were guys. you doing post game yesterday? Well, yesterday I was working on a post game interview um, article, rather, and uh, along with just some life things. But I really appreciate that. Definitely with the You're Texans. not going to give them the name of it and why, where can they find it? Don't hide from your work, John. Oh, my gosh. Just go to, go to, go to the Texans Wire. You know, I'm humble. You know, uh, but I want to tell you guys about the game Sunday. <laughs> it had everything you needed. Did you want a, a Will Fuller sighting? And I feel bad for anybody who had Will Fuller on their fantasy bench. Oh, boy. I feel bad for you. They had, uh, 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 which I can't wait to talk about while we do these recaps today. We're going to talk about you know, the recapping of the offense, the defense. A little bit late. We should have gotten that out yesterday. We apologize once again, but we're going to do the recap today. Uh, and there's so much that I saw when I was at the game, including the fight. Is, is that what you wanted? You oh wanted to see God. a fight? Atlanta fans thought you was going to come down here? You got bad memories. So, not, so now not only do you have in Houston, 28 to 3. This is Houston, Now you got 53 to, what was it, 31? It was crazy. I saw somebody do the math. It was actually a Saints fan that basically broke it all the way down to the Falcons blew a 28-3 lead. Uh, and then they also, some guy got beat up at the game. So <laughs> well, that was you know, pretty a Saints fun. fan, you know, I mean, I mean, most of all Saints fans, our second favorite team are the Texans because, you know, that's our neighbor. But, um, oh, boy, what a game. What a game. What a game. And I honestly, I can't wait. I did do the defensive grades for that game that you can find on the Texans Wire. About time you tell them what uh, you're working on. So you can definitely check that out. There is so many positives, which, guys, that is exactly what we would want to see from our team the week before. Guess where we have to go? Got to go to Arrowhead. Hmm. Got to play those Chiefs. So what I saw Sunday from our hometown team would be everything that would just for one shout out to Tim Kelly. Tim Kelly took over play calling <laughs> the entire game and did it show? Did it show? I mean, did you see how many points they put? Did on the it board? not show? Uh, even with the points allowed, what was the final score that I thought would be? It was 35 of 17. That's what I call the game. Going into the fourth quarter, the Atlanta Falcons only had 17 points. So it was a lot of positives everywhere. I can't wait to talk about it. Let's go ahead and dive into it. Offense. 
Do you want to know the biggest positive that I saw? Cody, I'm, I'm sure you know listeners at home or in the car, wherever you are right now. Going into this game, the Houston Texans allowed 18 sacks going into this game. Hmm. And in the previous show, I, I, I predicted that it would be less than two. Well, you can't get no lesser than zero. <laughs> and now, guys, I want to give you guys something I just I have to share with you. Me, I'm one of those guys that owes him an apology. Uh, there's a lot of people that owe this man an apology. Titus Howard is here to stay. Hmm. Titus Howard can ball. He is a big reason why we didn't give up any sacks. And for those of us who thought that what we gave up for Larry Tunsil was too much. No, hell no. Zero sacks Sunday. Nick Martin had arguably the best game I've ever seen him play. This offensive line really, really came to play. And this was against an Atlanta Falcons team that we didn't fear their defense. But what we, what we were going back and forth on last week, Cody, listeners at home, even when we were off the air, was this cannot be the game where the Atlanta Falcons and Dan Quinn figure it out. Mm-hmm. This can't be the game where they figure everything out, where they, they went into Sunday's game with only five sacks on the season. This could not have been the game where they figured out how to get to the quarterback. And everything that we looked at and, and, and viewed, and that was the biggest area for me. I don't want to see this be the game where the, the front seven gets hot against our guys, and they didn't. They were neutral. And on top of only giving up zero sacks, when I say only giving up because you didn't give up any, do you know what they did in the run game? We dominated the run game. So the entire aspect of the offensive line, kudos. I think if there was a way possible, I even tweeted it, the NFL should find a way possible to acknowledge what they did Sunday and give the entire offensive line AFC Player of the Week awards. It's impossible, but it should be done. The offensive line? How about just giving the whole entire Texans offense AFC Player of the Week award? It came out. Period. It came out. Because not only do you have the offensive line, there's a guy by the name of Will Fuller who I've always been really, really high on, who after his last ACL injury last year, people were talking about trade this guy because he can't stay healthy. So first of all, do you know what this guy did on Sunday? Now, John, first of all, I have to apologize to you. At this point, I do not believe something is going on between John J. Hopkins and Deshaun Watson. Thank you. Deshaun just have multiple weapons. Everywhere. And on that night, when he saw Will Fuller had it early, that man had it early. Oh, yeah. Talk about cooking. ended the game with 217 receiving yards and three touchdowns. 14 receptions. John, I don't know about you, but that's a feel-good story, man. I I was so happy just to see Will Fuller. Because, first of all, you're talking about a guy who... Bill O'Brien said it in his press conference on, on yesterday. I'm not surprised by what I saw in Fuller's game on Sunday. And I feel the same way because this is a guy, if he's able to stay healthy, I believe he can be one of the top receivers in this league. But finally, he was he was he was finally have that game to show everything of what his talents are capable of. Yeah. 
That's why I say it's a feel good story because this is a guy every single battle, time. Battle, battle, you, it looks like Will Fuller's about to have a breakout season, a breakout game. You blink your eye and next thing you know, he's out for the year because of this injury, for that injury. I'm not surprised by what he did. I was just happy to see that it finally came out. This man caught 217 receiving yards. Average 15 and a half per catch. And, so you know he's getting first downs. And, and, and you know what I like more about seeing a guy like Will Fuller? Going into next week, I feel more confident in us beating the Kansas City Chiefs because the Chiefs secondary, it's like, very questionable. And we're going to be playing against a guy who we know really well with Honey Badger. He's over there in Kansas Exactly. City as well. But at the end of the day, you, you take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs secondary. And, and we, I'm not going to dive too, too much into this. But, John, you're the secondary. You saw what Will Fuller just did. You're going to have to pay attention to him. You know what, what Nuke could do at any point of any game. And by the way, what? one man had three catches for 72 yards with a big 51 with Kiki Kuti, who with the absence of Kenny Stills, he came to play. So once again, so in a situation where Kenny Stills, with the likelihood of him coming back, you got Kenny Stills. You know what he can do. You got Will Fuller. You saw what he can, what he's capable of. And then you got Nuke, who's arguably the best receiver in the game. What secondary can stop either one of these three guys? Everything Sunday was just picture perfect. That's why I, as much as I love to see DeAndre Hopkins goes off, I love to see the second-tier player like a Will Fuller, like a Kenny Steele, because I believe Kenny Steele's going to have one of these games before the season is over with. It just makes the Texans' offense and the Houston Texans as a whole more dangerous as a team. Yes. Uh, I, I, I loved it. I really did because going into that game, we just had high expectations for this team. We knew that, A, this was a game for Bill O'Brien that he could not lose. This was a game for Tim Kelly for him to prove that I should definitely be calling offensive plays the entire game. This was a game where you bounce back, Deshaun, and we're giving credit to a lot of guys, and rightfully so. Will Fuller was just brilliant Sunday. And DeAndre Hopkins – might have been the best closer you could ask for. Always, because always. Going, going into that, was it the, going into the the, the fourth quarter? Mm -hmm. He was basically obsolete in that game. And he ended up with seven catches, eighty-eight yards. Uh, you you have Kiki Kuti who was expected to play, and we just needed to see a reason because when we got Kenny Steele's and we saw what Kenny Steele was able to do here in Houston, I saw a lot of people thinking, well, maybe we should trade Kiki. Finally, we should give a Kiki, and I thought that was stupid. No, but Kiki definitely. showed up, and you know who's another guy who showed up? Darren Fells had his best grunk impression in in, in, <laughs> in the red zone. Especially the second touchdown when he just got it over his head and told, listen, I'm here to stay for real. These guys, the entire offense put on a mechanical, clinical show. And you know what's funny? We said all these guys. And guess what we still had named? Deshaun Watson. Who, by the way. Career high. 426 yards. Ah, say it again. 426 yards. One more time. 426 yards. 28 from 33, only missed five passes, five interceptions, and I, I mean, I'm sorry, five touchdowns, a 98.2 QBR, a perfect pass rating, and with all that being said, I still do not think with Will Fuller, with Deshaun Watson, with DeAndre Hopkins, with Darren Fields, with all those guys, I still 
think, listeners at home, I may sound crazy to you because the game is based on quarterbacks and what you can do for your quarterback. But you can't do nothing if your quarterback is on his ass. Exactly. I still think the, the, the highlight for me Sunday was for a team who was struggling, struggling to protect their quarterback. No sacks. No sacks. That is where... I look at their team, and a credit to Tim Kelly. Do you know how many plays that we had dialed up? Get the ball out quick. Get the ball out quick. I saw a lot of out routes. I saw a lot more slants. I saw a lot of quick passes. And when you have a guy like Will Fuller who only needs an inch of room because he's so fast and so quick, you have a guy like He burns so many of his guys. That is what we were needing we needed to see that. The only thing is, I just hope, and it, and I truly believe this is something that's going to take the Texans to the next level. They have to do it consistently. consistently. Yes. Because if you take a look at, when you go back to the season, despite the loss against the Saints, we was this excited. Oh, look what this person did. Look what that person did. Look what this person did. Then the next week they came out and it looked like straight garbage. Then you take a look at Hot what they garbage. did. In the second half against the Los Angeles Chargers, oh, is this the team that can come? You know, Deshaun Watson win the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Then the next week they come out and straight look like boo-boo. If they can just do this on a consistent basis, I guarantee you, even if they don't even make it to Miami, I guarantee you they're going to be at least in the AFC Championship game facing off either against the Chiefs or the Patriots. Because, John, I don't know if you agree with me or not, if the Texans can continue playing like what we saw on Sunday, there's not no team better than them in the AFC other than the Patriots and the Chiefs. And I'm only saying the Patriots and the Chiefs because the Patriots are the Patriots. Their defense and is crazy. Their defense is crazy. They still have Tom Brady. They still have Bill Belichick. And then you have the Chiefs, who is basically turning into the Golden State Warriors of the NFL. They are the only two teams that I would consider are better than the Texans. But if they can, if the Texans can find a way to stay consistent, I'm going to name this show Consistency. If they can find a way to stay mm. consistent, I guarantee you they're going to be one of those teams and at least make it to the AFC Championship. And if they can stay consistent, I won't be surprised to see them in Miami come February. Biggest issue that I had with Sunday's game on the offensive end, hey, Fairband has to do something. Two missed PATs, a missed field goal, uh, Fairbairn has to play better. Well, at the end of the day, I'd rather be him than the Dallas Cowboys kicker who made the first field goal. They called it back for a penalty. I love it. Let's talk about the in-state rivals who suck. And they missed the second one. I want to talk to you guys about Blue Chew. You know I love Blue Chew. I don't want to make this hard for you, but Blue Chew will. Let me tell you guys about Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, some really good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's blue like the color. Chew with what you can do with this first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. Guys, they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. They're chewable. They work twice as fast. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth is prepared and ships direct, they're cheaper than in the pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit Bluetooth.com. Get your first shipment free. When you use special promo code MLB, just pay $5 shipping. 
Again, that is bluechew.com, B-L-U-E-2 dot com, promo code MLB. They just want to help you get through some things, rough patches, when things get hard, to make it hard. That's Blue Chew. Too bad they can't help Atlanta. Too bad they can't help Atlanta. Uh, but I, I, I can tell you this, as much praise as we gave the offense, rightfully so, <laughs> 53 points at home, I was there, and we also saw a fan get knocked out. Atlanta fan. The defense also deserves some credit. I can't wait to talk about that. Locked On Texas Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. John, that game was so crazy, man. I'm never, because you know you and I are part of the Texans wire. I'm never signing up to do the highlights ever again. Yeah, that, that was the wrong day to do that. I was so annoyed and frustrated to the point. I, honestly, John, that second half run that the Texans went on, I, I, I couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't enjoy it. Every time I hit sin and told Mark the article was ready, another highlight had to go up. Another one. To the another point, one. I don't even think I got the last highlight, which was Gibson's six pick. I, I didn't even do it. No, uh, that game was full of highlights. And the good thing about it was it was full of highlights for the Houston Texans and not against the Houston Texans. Um, in mentioning Gibson, we talked about the offense and how they did Sunday, and they really did well. But let's not let's not get away from the defense. Um, and I did the defensive grades, like I mentioned early on in the show. And guys, welcome back to Locked On Texas podcast. I, I I think the defense deserved a lot of credit because you know we were talking about how we did not want this to be a game where the the Atlanta Falcons just catch fire when they don't need to catch fire on their defensive end, like get into the quarterbacks and uh, get into the quarterback rather and playing better in red zone and playing better on the third downs. So we were looking at our offense and holding them accountable to making sure they execute against the Atlanta Falcons. Well, it's not fair to not give that same praise to the defense. The Atlanta Falcons have been a team that has not been running the ball well. Am I right or wrong? No, so right. this was a team where if we look at what we did not want to happen on the defensive end, well, we did not want them to we did not want them to come in and run the ball well. And they didn't. The Houston Texans were able to shut that run t- game down, which is not really a run game at all, but they held the Atlanta Falcons to 57 yards total rushing. They didn't do much. The only rushing touchdown touchdown came from Matt Ryan. Can I finally Get some credit of being right about the Texans secondary. They play well. Once again, they play the well. Third week in a row. They're trending in the right direction. John, none of their receivers recorded over 100 yards. Yeah, Calvin really was able to get off a couple big so uh, can plays. I finally, Jonathan Joseph. I'm sorry, Mr. Joseph. You did a solid good job on Julio Jones. He drank that Space Jam juice. <laughs> <laughs> the That's what he Mike did. Secret stuff. He, he drunk that secret stuff. Julio no, Jones. You played well. 42 yards on three receptions. You played well. Can I get some credit, John? And I and I wrote about that. Like when you have a guy like Julio Jones or DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae, like those guys of the world, the OBJs, the Thielens, those receivers of the world, when you hold them to 
what Julio Jones was it? Three catches for 42 yards. Mm-hmm. And two of those catches came off the first drive. The first play of the game, I think they went to Julio. If I remember correctly, they went to Julio. Went to him again uh, during that drive. Outside of that, Julio was pretty obsolete from that game. Calvin really, really didn't go in, in that game until the second half. Uh, when Aaron, not Aaron Rodgers, uh, when Matt, Matt Ryan started to make a lot of those plays, so there were in situations. They were in situations where, up until the fourth quarter, when things got a little bit more interesting, I would say, the DBs held themselves to their own. I was very proud, and the exclamation point of it all, the pick six. <laughs> Did you see how he ran it back? <laughs> it was very slow. At that, at that point, I was like, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Everybody was just from me sitting at home trying to keep up with these highlights to everyone in the stands to the players on the field. Everybody was like, at this point, the hell with it. Just fall. Is it gonna happen? If it's not gonna happen, I'm gonna give a, a couple shout outs to a couple guys. Hey guys, this is just a recap. Of course, as the week goes on, I have more in depth analysis. Uh, this is just a recap and recap or kind of like shout outs in a way. You want to shout out the team or not shout them out if you play like you did against the the Carolina Panthers. In this case, they played a really well game. Shout out to a couple of guys. Number one, Jahil Adai. Led the team in tackle Sunday. What he's been able to do in this defense, just a a ball of energy everywhere on the field, making plays. Making tackles. He played amazing Sunday. Another guy, Bradley Roby. <laughs> Roby has complete. I think he may be the last of the gang guys. He is. That's still around. And the only gang guy that's worth mentioning, he played great. He played great. He's another guy that, that added to the fact that up until the second half and really in that fourth quarter that Calvin really was non-existent. Julio Jones was non-existent. Uh, and honestly, if it wasn't for Mohamed Sanu going across the middle through, I believe at that time they may have been in zone. Uh, going across the middle for that touchdown, the Falcons' first half would honestly be a dud. So credit to Bradley Roby. Played amazing. Credit to Lonnie Johnson Jr. Each week he's just learning – the game of football in the NFL every down, every play. And two guys on that offensive defensive line, rather. The biggest that I want to give a shout out to, DJ Reader. DJ Reader was a big part into holding this Atlanta Falcons rushing to only 57 yards. And then JJ Watt. As always. JJ Watt getting his mojo back. You know, last week he missed a big sack. To help that team out. If he would have made that sack against Josh Allen, the 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 Panthers punt, maybe we have a different outcome. Hmm. This week, he did miss a sack, but he he just was kept going. He kept going. He kept going. Even on the pass in no, not pass interference. They had they hit him with a rough in the passer call. And then he got the sack right back. JJ is playing out of his mind right now, and I just appreciate what he's doing against teams on the defensive line. How many guys did you just name? About five? I named a few. I just want to say three of those fives were part of the secondary. Once again, proves my point. Oh, my gosh. That the secondary is looking a hell of a lot better. So, I mean, I, I understand. You don't want to give me a lot of credit. I understand, John. I understand. It's, it's guys like you, right? It's guys like you. 
to end it off, no merciless did not have a sack. Two and a half tackles for loss. I'm happy. And and, and I only say I'm happy because once again it goes back to what I was saying about the the whole DeAndre Hopkins situation. It's like that just mean that just means you're more dangerous. You're dangerous. Everybody's getting it done. And with holding a team to 57 yards rushing, which the Texans are pretty good, middle of the pack in run defense. They are only allow 104, I believe, a game. Holding that team to half of that. Let me tell you what that did with DJ Reader. Reader, he was able to control the interior. So was JJ Watt when they moved him around. DJ Reader played amazing, but when they was able to control the inside and interior, then that allowed the running backs to try to make moves and. Players like Merciless Cunningham, they were everywhere across that field, able to clean things up. Sunday was just one of those dominant performances that I love to see. I just hope they keep it up. Definitely have to keep it up. That's like the biggest thing, right? Not like the biggest thing. Like I said. That is the biggest thing. Would you bet on it? Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. But at the end of the day, it's like what I said at the end of the show. It all comes down to one thing. Consistency. If you were to bet on it, would it be with my bookie? I hope so. Right now, my bookie is doubling your first deposit. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives. Running backs racing down the sidelines. If you're Tyson Gibson, if you're betting with the, the Texas defense for that day, a 60-yard pick six, you definitely want to be happy about that. The only place you should go, my bookie. MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play. It's where Cody play. It's where you should play, too. I wouldn't be telling you guys that this is I wouldn't bet myself. Do the smart thing if you're going to bet this football season. Bet with MyBookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try Parlay. If your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Again, join now, and MyBookie will double your first deposit with promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. This is Locked On Texans Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Guys, you can follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's at the end. Don't ask why I have no reason. I think somebody else had the regular some sports guy. <laughs> I've never seen that guy tweet. And where can they find you, Cody? Cody Davis, and that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24, Y-24, because Kobe Bryant is the GOAT. And Jonathan Joseph had a pretty good game Sunday. Yeah, Shout out to too. him. But 24 will always be for Kobe. And word to the wise, if you are going to a stadium to watch your favorite team play in an away game, you might not want to talk too much trash. Because Houston, Texas fans were going to jump up on you. That's what happened to some guy Sunday at the NRG. <laughs> During the Ring of Honor. Is that like no. the best? No. <laughs> is, is, is that not the best way to go out for Bob? Damn. Damn. So Bob got so Bob saw his favorite team beat up Atlanta. His team. Not his, 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 his team. His team beat up Atlanta and saw his fans. Beat up on Atlanta. Beat up Atlanta. Mm. In the same arena. Where Atlanta, the big brother, beat up on Atlanta too. Mm, it's, the it's big brother, man. It's not good down here for Atlanta. Shout out to Bob. Rest Shout in peace, my Bob. brother. Shout out to Bob. Locked on Texas. Until next time, you guys be safe out there. You are locked on Texans. Your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.